Is he a loud comer? Fucking love you, baby. Fucking love you, baby. Fucking love you. Fucking love you. You're so fucking hot. Fucking love you. The Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the show. But no thank you. I made the mistake of going on iTunes. I'm like, I wonder if anybody's reviewed the show lately. And like one person had, and it was a good review. I think it was, the person was called like Fat Sam or something, and it was just like really good show or whatever. It was a good review. It was a nice five star review. But I looked up at the at the review line, you know, like the stars, and it's like we have like 117 reviews, and it was like 114 five star, one two star, and that's that. Then that's that guy that was a dickhead who sent us an email saying that. Um, it's not ball. I can't even remember. Like libertarians or ballers or something. I don't know. I can't remember. He's a real douche. He thought the guy who says we're getting too political. And the two star guy, he left a review that said, would have been five stars, but before they got political. And then he left a two star review. And then he sent me an email and said, that wasn't me. Right. But I saw a couple other cunts have left us one star reviews and. These little fucking pussies didn't put their name on it. They just did. They clicked the stars and didn't leave a review, you little bitch. I know you're listening to me right now. You're a fucking pussy. Like, if you're going to click, hey, leave a one-star review. Maybe you're from Columbus, Ohio, and you don't like that we talk about how there's lots of serial killers from Ohio. Maybe there's a, a placism thing to you. Maybe you're from fucking Canada. I don't know. You Maybe you got an issue with me because I'm too good-looking. Whatever it is. If you're gonna if you're gonna try to damage somebody's rating online, which we live in the fucking era. Like you can't just go on Yelp and make a one star review and not back it up. Put your name on it, you fucking pussy. You're gonna go on there and review me one star? Let's hear it. Let's hear the fucking reason. Fuck you, you fucking asshole. Both the, actually there's two of you. It might have been one guy from two computers. That's what I'd like to believe. And maybe it was a two star guy, but the two star guy. He put his fucking name on it. Well, he denied it later, but he sent me an email and at least he left a review to say, hey, we're too political because we've talked about politics for like three minutes in 300, 200 and something shows. So whatever. One star review guy. I know you still listen because haters listen the most. You're a fucking pussy. You're the biggest fucking pussy in the world. Fuck you. Back to the show. Joining me now. Episode 213, it's a little confusing, and I really nailed this because I'm a professional broadcaster, but just a little behind-the-scenes info, we recorded next week's episode prior to this week's episode, so as you, as all of you who are listening and giving one-star reviews know, I wonder if it's that guy that talked shit on Fancy Sauce that did the one-star review. I just thought of that. Hold on. I'm I'm thinking and talking at the same time. Uh, We recorded uh, next week's episode prior to this week's episode, and I was able in the moment when introducing next week's episode to say episode 214. I fucking did that off the top of my head. That's amazing. 
This week is 213. Even though we've done 214 already, try to forget that until next week. Episode 213 of the show coming at you live from Southern California, Orange County, Southern Orange County. I When I give people the directions to Southern Orange County, I just say, drive south on the five freeway until you're overcome by the hideousness of the architecture and then just get off. Then you're there. You've arrived in Southern Orange County. We also do the show from Hoboken, New Jersey on the Hudson River. And Ed Daly joins us from there. Ed, what is up, my man? Uh, Speaking of hideous architecture, is it just in New Jersey or elsewhere that every like school is part of like the brutalist architecture era like those awful it's, like no because we have out we have outdoor schools here your schools oh, are outdoor. I know. yeah yeah yours is like karate kid right and but ours all look exactly like that they just had the same plan and they just modularized it and it's flat roofs and yeah blue when doors. i was in miami yeah. When I was in Miami as a kid, I, was, well, I went to two di- third and fourth, and I went to two different schools, and they had the exact same outdoor school thing. So yes. it, it probably looked like that. But yeah, they have these just giant, you know, that brutalist era. Yes, it looks like Soviet Russia brutalism. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. every school is like. Pretty much every school I went to or every school I see, you know, driving through towns, like right. it's it's awful. They're all the same. It must be like somebody gets a contract and they're like, here's the fucking layout. Here's the design. And we're just going to do them all the same. Cause every, every, pretty much every school, unless it's real old well, they, in did Southern they California build all is the these same. Schools? Like every school was built in 1966. That's a good question. That's like, a very good question. No, of course not. Just, you know, like things are built in different times, but they, yeah. I mean, almost every school looks like shit. Yeah, it's really, yeah, they didn't go. And especially here in Southern California where we have, you know, the missions and there's a, there's a Spanish influence here and you see it in a lot of the buildings, but not in the schools. There's not anything, you know, nothing looks cool like that. I remember they used to shoot when I went to Long Beach State, they used to shoot a lot of shows on campus. And I remember they used to shoot Joan of Arcadia there. So Joan of Arcadia is high school. I'm not saying, I'm not saying colleges though. College no, no, I know what you're saying. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm no, my college about, is beautiful. Like, shitty high school. Um, no. I wanted to uh, talk uh, about the tournament. I was, I was dead wrong. I said Kentucky would walk to the uh, the finals, but luckily they they did not. Sister um, Jean. But what I will say about Sister Jean, this is my point. She is a you know nice, lovable old lady, but the way they're talking about her. Like she's fucking Yoda. They're like, well, Sister Jean is you know, yeah. praying for this. But they're, you know, it's one thing for like an offhanded joke here and there. But it's like they are seriously talking about her. Like she really has any effect on the outcome of these games. And it's like, well, why didn't Sister Jean uh, pray about getting rid of all the pedophiles in the Catholic Church? Like, what, <laughs> you know, like Sister well, Jean's been asleep at the wheel for a right, while. Then right. it's well, they got to pick their spots. You know, the Lord works it's in mysterious ways. Say, hey, we're you know we're pulling for Sister Jean. I I mean, I have no problem with them finding someone to root for, but they're talking about her like she's fucking Yoda, and it's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. It's weird. Like, okay, yeah. all right, we get it. She's an old nun, but like. You know, let's let's just say she's a you know an old fan. Like, let's just be happy right. for it. Like, they they really are driving home that right. she's got a magic hex on the tournament. Jesus isn't involved. Is the point? Uh, it is kind of cool though that it's like small school that's on. 
like in Chicago on the banks of uh, Lake Michigan. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, like it's, it's like too easy to sort of glom on like, hey, there's the sister well, Jean. I mean, the, you know? the alternative, if we, there's only one person in America cheering for Michigan on Saturday night. That's Mark the Nomad. Yeah. But like yeah, everyone's friend of the show. Little. The other yeah. one is a, ba- a battle between two one seeds. So it's like, yeah, who gives a fuck? Right, who, who, who fucking cares? But it was nice to see Kansas take down Duke. I would Nova's another. Um, are they Jesuits there? They're yes. Catholic, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. also Jesuits. Yeah, right. they've so. won enough. That's enough. I mean, they won a couple years ago. I don't. know. My buddy Mike went there, so I'd I'll give him that. Like, like I kind of. Right. What are they? Enough. What, what do you What do you say they are? The Crusaders or they're the Minutemen? <laughs> Minutemen. They're not. It turns out they're not called the Minutemen. Hold on, I'm going to tell you what they're called in a second because I learned. It's it's one of the real common names, Wildcats. Yeah, yes, that's right. I, There's like eight of them. And aren't they, my, it, my son was like, "Oh, what's their nickname? What's Kentucky's nickname?" Yeah. Wildcats. And he's like, "I thought that was Arizona's nickname." I was like, "Yep." Yeah. And Villanova, and you know, it just keeps going. So la- lazy. We need more. I know we've we've hit this topic on the show a lot, but we need more like the Coachella Valley Arabs. You know, <laughs> like we need some fucking cool names. I heard that Holy Cross. They were called the Crusaders. And where we live and we're in a time where political correctness rules everything. And, you know, the Crusaders were fucking a lot of people up back in the day. And so now they had, they've changed their name to something else. You know what? They can't be called the Crusaders. I will say the Crusades are a pretty dark moment in history. Yeah, but it was 500 years ago, Ed. Like a lot of dark shit happened back then. Like, you know, come on, we've moved on. It's okay. (laughs) It's not like they're called the Inquisition or something. But but the thing is, the Crusades were essentially the Inquisition. But right. for the longest time, people were like, oh, the Crusaders, weren't they great? It's like, mm, that's, that really I mean, wasn't a cool a, moment in history. It's a cool fucking name. I'll give you that. And then, you know, it was there was a lot I'm of hacking up change of people the name. back then. I'm just yeah. saying, I yeah, was Crusaders glad that fucked. people you know, pointed out that really wasn't a positive moment for history. Because yeah. I went to CCD, and I feel like there was some positive buzz around the Oh, Crusaders. yeah, they they. Yeah, they. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they kind of gloss over that, you know. They have an agenda. Sister Jean has an agenda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I should. Oh, uh, let me point out since I've already mentioned it. Um, the episode two fourteen next week. Next week is spring break for many of you, and it is spring break for us as well. And so we went out of our way. A fancy sauce is like. Uh, you know, Brian, you don't have to do a show every week. Like you could skip a week. And I'm like, yeah, but people fucking expect us to be there every week. And and sure, there's times where we won't do a show. We don't do a show the last week of the year when nobody listens. And there there will be times where we skip a week. But if we can find a way not to skip a week, that's what we're going to do. So we recorded next week's show already. So you're not going to, I want you guys to, after we're done here today, knocking out the 80 sitcom bracket, because it's, it's if the first round is any indicator, it is going to be a wild fucking ride. So there's going to be a lot of reaction to that, I hope. But just just know we're not ignoring it next week when we have special guests. Jason Stewart. Everybody knows Jason Stewart. Everybody loves Jason Stewart. And not to not to give anything away. Spoiler alert. Jason Stewart delivers on next week's show. 100%. He delivers and he takes his time delivering. That's fucking right. And <laughs> along with him, another guest of the show, someone that people may not have heard. He was with us to discuss the Karate Kid 
two movie. We when was we like reviewed, the fall, I think. What's that? It, yeah, I yeah. Th- a few, I think few, we did it like about a few six months ago. Months ago or yeah, uh, we did Karate Kid too. And when he was on, this is of course I'm talking about reality Steve, Steve Carbone, Steve from Loyola Marymount. He when he was on, then he said, "Look, I'll come back, but it's going to be to review Karate Kid Part Three. So we held true to that, and we did review Karate Kid Part Three, a movie. I had not seen until two days ago. <laughs> it was it was featuring a, Karate's bad boy. Yeah, my featuring a ponytail. There's a, there's a lot going. Terry on. Silver, like there were some amazing, amazing things in Karate Kid Three. Honestly, didn't know it existed. Like I thought until recently, I thought the Hillary Swank one was Karate Kid Three. That's you Karate know, Kid Four. We were talking about this last night, but you know, I I was thinking more about it today. Like. I was so plugged into going to the movies around then. Like, you know, yeah. you're, you're, uh, it's what you do. It's what 13, you do on the weekend. Yeah. You're a boy or whatever. It's like that. You'd be, I don't know why I wouldn't have watched that. Cause I definitely saw karate kid two in right. the theater. So I, I don't know. And I feel like it didn't, it couldn't have lasted long in the theater. I saw, I saw soul man in the theater. I saw yes. the man with one red shoe. Like every, every time one of these old movies pops up on TV, my kids will go, you see that one in the theater, dad? And I'm like, yeah, as a matter of fact, I fought silence of the lambs. Like I saw all those fucking movies in this naked gun. I saw all those movies but, in the what, theater. I mean, when I they came out. How did I miss Karate Kid 3? What was 89? That was like the Die Hard 2. Like what, what's going on in that era? 89. No, I don't know. <laughs> But I definitely should have known about it. I feel yeah. like I didn't even know. I definitely yeah. saw it for the first time on video, not, I, not in the theater. I, of course, I saw one, and I definitely saw two. And maybe I was so bummed out about how bad two was that I just completely blocked out any karate kidding for just the rest well, of when, my time. I, To be totally honest, when I saw Karate Kid 2 in the theater, I liked it. Oh yeah, really? Well, how do you know? You just you don't remember liking it, do you? Well, I I remember like when I saw Caddyshack too in the theater, and I was yeah. livid. I saw that in the theater. I saw that in the theater with uh, that with that Jackie could be Mason the worst movie ever. You know, um, you know who gets a lot of credit and is has done like ninety percent bad work in his career. Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, he's the like this his work on Saturday Night Live. Amazing, Blues Brothers, Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters. I mean, two, two, maybe two, definitely two of the top five comedies. Blues Brothers to me might be the best movie ever made because it blends every single genre together. But then this, then what else did he do? Like it's everything else has been bad and Caddyshack too. Really bad. He tried to reboot the Blues Brothers with with uh, Jim Belushi and Goodman. And the f- they made the fucking car talk. Like, oh, I, I never saw it. I knew I didn't. I was aware that movie existed, and I opted out because Dan, Dan Aykroyd had severed any good titles. Of course, he. But, that, I, but I will say that that book, Life from New York, amazing, great book. But he great comes book. across as really good. Like he was the totally. type of guy who would write a good part for someone else a good sketch for someone else like he's he's apparently a really good dude so i think totally. that's why everyone speaks well of him and and how uh 
you know, and they and they they give him roles even though he's right. stunk the joint up. Like, I mean, trading places, amazing. Spies like us, I, I remember liking. Very good, yes. Also, but then just a lot of shit afterward. I don't, I don't mean to talk shit on the guy because you've kind of reminded me that he did do a lot of great stuff, but he really yeah. wound down. Caddyshack really. too. He was like. He was. So he wasn't the worst part because Jackie Mason. It was in the movie, yeah, but yeah. he was. He was. He was one really a. awful. Really awful. Yeah, agreed. Uh, okay. Do you want? Do you have anything else that we need to discuss before we get into this? No. No, we're good. Um, I've lost I many. A, you want me to? I've. I have the bracket too. Oh, thanks by the way to Ryan Azonka Cruz yeah. for uh, for making the bracket for us and for updating the bracket for us. Cool. Very much appreciated because it's something I I have not the ability to do. So I, I, I do appreciate that. And a lot of people were tweeting. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find the tweets because they're too far down in uh, my timeline. Let's just get to that. Let's just do some email because that'll probably cover it. Okay. Uh, um. Great work. This just says 80s sitcom bracket. Great work on the 80s sitcom brackets, but I do have two issues to discuss. One, oh, did we do this last week? No, we didn't. One, you, yeah, we did do this one. We've got it made. Yeah, we, this is, uh, writes a bill. We did this one already. Sorry, guys. Oh, just, yeah, yeah. When we, we, oh, you know what? I remembered a, a, a show that I totally whiffed on and I watched. It was a show what? where Burt Reynolds was an alien. He he talked to his daughter who could freeze time called Out of This World. Hold on a second. Hold Burt a Reynolds. Second. So he was never in the show. His That's, voice, like he spoke through this like. Yes. Yes. Through like an dresser. orb. Yes. I remember and, that and show. The, the, the chick from Saturday Night Fever was her mom. Right. And she would, her, her name, I think it was Evie. And and I feel like Charles Nelson Riley might have been like a neighbor and uncle or something. Totally remember that. Totally watched that show. Like a a 15, 16 seed. That lasted a couple years. Yes. You know who was on it? Hold on. I'm looking at the IMDb right now. Oh, maybe not. No, no one you know. No one you know was on it. And remember when I told you another thing that I I stumbled upon because I wanted to look up. Uh, when we were talking about Terry Copley, we got it made. And I said, I think that was part of like a, they put like pilots against each other. Yeah. I was, I was a little bit off. The, yeah. It was NBC's primetime begins at seven 30. They tried oh, to. Right. And right. so, and so there is like a Wikipedia and it just has like five lines. There's no, there's no description, but Monday nights was a show called Marblehead Manor. Oof. Tuesdays was she's the sheriff. So bad. Wednesdays was You Can't Take It With You. Thursdays was Out of This World. And Fridays was We you, we Got It Made. Right. You know the problem with, you know the problem with trying to start your, uh, start your primetime lineup at 730? You're going up against fucking Wheel of Fortune. And yeah. People, dumbs love Hangman. Uh, yeah, that, that show is a fucking monster. And it's, killed in the it's one it's rating spot in like every market for 35 years that's that's yeah. why it's still on because people watch the fuck out of it i remember being a sad little boy because the muppet show used to air at the time and then wheel of fortune took over and i thought like maybe it was a mistake and i think oh, i tuned in for about a week and i was like wait a second is wheel of fortune still yeah. on yeah and it's still been going 
because back in the day, there was no internet. You didn't get a heads up on a sh- if a show was getting canceled. Yeah. You just fucking stopped showing right. it. I remember being really jealous if I'd go over to somebody's house and I, and I would see on their dad's TV tray next to his chair, I'd be like, TV guide. Holy fuck, is that the TV guide? Yeah, there would be it's, like articles and shit. Yeah, like, what, you're, are you guys fucking wealthy? Like, it's like 30 bucks a year to subscribe yeah, to like the a, TV guide. A dictionary delivered every week. Yeah, and guess what? You fucking needed that thing back then. It told you there what was on and when. Channel. There was no, there, you just no, the, you were just flipping around with no idea. Or you got that day's paper and you cracked open was the was, real janky. Yes. Like it would be all wrong. It would be wrong. Yes. Just like the old movie times. Do you ever like show up at a movie theater and they're like, no, that movie started an hour and a half ago. Yes. Uh, or it's like, oh no, that, that was yesterday. Like we, we took that movie out of the theater or you used to have to call to see yeah. what time and you have to listen to every single movie oh, time. Dark times. Horrible. Horrible. Okay. Let's see if I can read an email from this week. Uh, two hot daughters. That was last week. Uh, okay. People's predictions. Brian and Ed. My final four, Family Ties, Cosby Show, per- and Perfect Strangers Beating Cheers. I assume he has yeah. those in the finals. Is it, was this from last week, too? Yeah, also, this was last week, too. God damn it. I don't know. Okay, here's another <laughs> one. Let me try again. Normally, <laughs> normally I, uh, I assemble the week's emails, but this week I'm like, oh, I'll just fucking wing it. No, that's the thing. With this tournament, we knew that's what we were talking about, so... Yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah, we, I didn't have to prepare a document. Uh, greetings, Ed and Bry, B-R-Y-E. Have you noticed that every single NASCAR driver is named? I, I don't care. NASCAR drivers all have the same names. Don't what care. The, what's they, their name? Every single NASCAR driver is named either Dale, Daryl, Ernie, Bubba, Kyle, or Ricky. Thanks. That's from Benedict Kensington. Obviously not his real name. I I, I don't know. From the South. Right? I think he's right. trying to make a joke because in like the mid nineties, this w- that was a theme on the Jim Rome show. And I don't know a lot of people that listen to this show because of our connection to Travis Rogers are Jim Rome people. And I, so I don't know if that, I don't know. I don't know what that means, honestly. So. Uh, I really picked a bad week to read emails. Here, one more. I'm going to try this one more. Uh, no, I'm not, because this one is also about the Jim Rome show for some reason. What's going on with that? What's, <laughs> are we suddenly like Jim Rome adjacent? I don't understand. It's, this is, this is a, someone has sent I, I me feel a like clip from the Jim Rome show. I feel like it comes up a lot. That it does. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have something against the Jim Rome show, but I'm right. not in my car, so I just don't. You don't I'm know. I'm not it. like aware of all the like insight when everybody's like, "Oh, come on, you know, sexy Rexy, he's on the Jim Rome yeah, show." Same it's like, here. I'm never in my car. Like, same I don't, here. I don't know, sexy Rexy. It's not. It's not on my radar now. It's not on my radar. Yeah. I was texting like with a buddy who yeah. said he loves how smug sexy Rexy. And I said, you know what? He's pissing enough people off. I kind of yeah. dig it. He's not that bad. I'm, here, here's you. Hey, buddies, let's um. We yeah oh you have some thoughts on the show oh that's cool oh yeah oh you like that sexy Rex he thinks he's pretty smug here's my impression of anybody that knows me um, talking about this podcast hey uh, you still doing that podcast thing <laughs> see well it's any consolation my wife has never listened my sister. Uh, said she tuned in to one for like five minutes and I was talking about masturbating and it was awful. 
<laughs> so the people closest to me do not like the show. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my sister one time was like, I think she tried to listen. She's like, uh, just, uh, I get enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last, uh, last week, I have, a, and by the way, that buddy yeah. happens to be a guy who, who may or may not have, uh, been, he may or may not be into our segments talking about loud comers. <laughs> that is, that is pretty enjoyable. I have to admit <laughs> Because <laughs> like the the person that we're that we typically ask about the loud coming is not into it. Uh, yeah, the loud coming segment Ed is especially enjoyable because certain people are not as into it as you and I are. Yeah, I was I was told that we said you and I sounded like a couple of fifth graders with a substitute teacher when so the loud coming came up. It's so good. I like that part too. Uh, okay, so we got. We started our tournament last week. We got through the entire first round. A lot of upsets. A major eight nine play that that really angered some of our listeners. Rankle. Yes, was early. Was the the lower seeded Alf fell to number eight Webster in a close close matchup, and I believe I was called a cuck. For not standing up, to, yeah. for not standing up enough for Alf. I think that was on our there Facebook were, page. There were two strong reactions, two matchups. There were strong reactions. The Webster Alf matchup, and yes, like Webster won because I was arguing. You know, I, I, you, you said, all right, I don't care. My argument was this was a the the family of of Alf is just dreadful. Webster's is dreadful too, right? But it's so odd, and it features a guy that was a badass football player and Mongo. So I just yeah. felt like if I'm giving it to someone, he wasn't Mongo on the show. He was pretty yeah, sad. I know, so. yeah. But it was that family. Like the the best part of Webster's family happened after the show was long canceled when Willie was was blowing homeless dudes for crack. <laughs> yeah, no, Al or Alf. That's Alf's family. I mean, uh, yeah. Alf. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a tough, tough one. And then the other one, a lot of people had, and this one was less, I mean, it was a bigger upset because it was a long running show. Um, and of course we're talking about, about, uh, um, what the fuck is the name growing of growing pains? pains. Yeah. Now people were just real bitches about that. <laughs> growing pains. That, that very is upsetting loss of the rope. show. Yeah. I mean, it's maybe you could say you kind of dug the show me that smile, like that, that theme song. Don't waste another minute on your crying. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was, I mean, Mike was such a douche. He had a lot of hot girlfriends. I personally, Ben Seaver was, I think, you know, Oh, he uh, sucked. Not including Sam from Different Strokes and Cousin Oliver, the add-ons of the original children. Sam was the worst child in sitcom history. Uh, yeah, I mean not Sam, uh, Ben. Ben, yeah, he he was ben a real was the worst. He was not funny, and he like he would like you know tell shitty jokes at the kitchen table. He was yeah. he was an awful kid. I well okay here's I found I found the Facebook group where they were discussing it. David Bray, growing pains going down to the Ropers, totally uncalled for, sickening. And I know you wanted growing pains, Brian. Travis Williams, I agree. I think you guys need a third to tie break. Too many times Brian cucked to Ed's wants and needs. <laughs> I don't. I was. I felt like afterward. I was like. 
I should have stood up for Alf a little bit more, but I was just so shocked because Webster is less entertaining than a beheading video. Like it's, <laughs> I was just, I was just so shocked that you, I just but did that, not expect you. That, yeah. I mean, Alf is, it was, was Borscht Belt comics. Right. Like, it, yes, but it was, it was, it was kind, good. kind of a good show. Trash. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, it, it, but it was okay. I, I didn't mind it back then. I have obviously I haven't seen it in a long time. time. I would say I definitely liked Alf more than Webster at the yeah. time. Yes. But in retrospect, thinking about Alf's family just made me angry. I, 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 I do like that there's upsets. So I don't, you know, like afterward, but I was also, like, the yeah. second round matchup for those guys is cheers. Yeah. I, a, well, hold on. Like, <laughs> just, let's not, we don't, you know, you never know. You never know. There's could be upsets in this thing, but sure you're right. I know about this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold on. There's more agree. A hundred percent. It was Schlitzky. It was DiCaprio's launching pad. Also, I, I, uh, I'll be honest. I tuned out of growing pains yeah. before I was into high school by the time DiCaprio was, got on there. I so. guess I was aware when yeah. DiCaprio got famous, they're yeah. like, Oh, he was the homeless kid. They picked up. Yeah. It's, but I definitely was not. That was yeah. That was when we were in high school. Yeah. Anytime growing pains in high school. Anytime a, a show has added a kid, I've already tuned out. Uh, mm-hmm. Also deserves to win based on Mike's apartment. Too bad he was such a bitch. Could have turned that place into a poon den. Exactly. But you're did making he li- Ed's did argument he live above the garage. Was that yeah? yeah did he, he, he pull got, a Fonzie? Yeah, he did. But uh, and so, you, you posted, you know. Mike yeah. in the cocaine episode was terrible. Oh, it was, it was terrible. Oh, I mean, it was terrible in the Eddie, same way that Karate Eddie, Kid Three was because it was Eddie's amazing. Eddie's mullet was was breathtaking. And Boner, R.I.P. Like he was a pretty good character. Uh, st- uh, fancy sauce equals winning vote. All right, so I've I've come up. I'm gonna I'm gonna if there if we come to loggerheads on anything here. Okay, I have a remedy. That we we will get that I will break out if we need it, and then if it if it gets down if it comes down to a final four vote, I believe Fancy Sauce is on the premises, so we can use her because she probably hasn't heard of any of the shows. Um, throb over, give me a break? Question mark. Give me a break was awful. Like how could you, like anything should win over? Give me That's a break. What I'm saying. Some of these were 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 votes against. This wasn't about Throb. I mean, who gives a fuck about Throb? This was. That w- that give me a break was very annoying. Nell yeah. Carter was was not entertaining. She was annoying. Oh, she was Joey awful. Lawrence annoying. She, was she a Broadway? Was she a Broadway person? Was that an, another like Alice where they tried to make a Broadway person? I don't know. That's just a guess on my part. Uh, growing Pains was far more iconic than the Ropers by a mile. That's not always a good thing. Being bitches about Growing yeah. Pains. That was Matt, a trash show. Matt Frank. Alf loses to Webster. Webster lost all appeal to me when I found out he was forty. He was like forty years old, mm. uh, and Webster had many song and dance rut- routines. Automatic oh, disqualification. Did. Yeah, he used to do choreographed dances with his uncle Ben Vereen. Ed, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. Hey, look, I whiffed on that one, but sometimes unpredictable shit happens. <laughs> shit happens in the tournament. Okay, I was so in a bad mood about Alf at the time. So we worked out the, the first round. Now we're going to fucking play the rest of this thing off. It starts in the East and it's the show we were just discussing Webster, the eight seed against number one seed in the region and probably in the tournament. Cheers. Ed, cheers versus Webster. What do you think? This is like one of those ones. Cheers probably doubles the score. Like yeah, they, it's a real ass whipping. Like they, they don't like they don't, like they're putting in the backups early like even in the first half you're getting people like 
Um, you're getting people like John Allen Hill and uh, yes, and what's what's that? Robin Colcord. They're putting in their backups and right. they're still just demolishing. Yes, uh, Eddie Lebeck. Oh, Ke- Eddie Kelly, Lebeck. Kelly, Eddie Lebeck, Kelly's dad. I got to go back and watch Cheers. That I show watch it is a long amazing. Time. Like every ancillary character was amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's such a good show. So Cheers, despite the fact that Ed championed Webster in the first round, he abandons them in the second round to obvious favorite Cheers. Uh, in the other half of that side of the bracket, my sister Sam with a stunning upset of designing women in the first round against Too Close for Comfort, a show that shockingly I was very surprised is getting a lot of love on Twitter. Ed, yeah. what are your thoughts there? I mean... You got comic genius Ted Knight. Yeah. You've got a super hot daughter and a you know attractive enough other daughter. They, I think they both had big tits, which is goes a long way. Yeah, De- Deborah Van Valkenburg had big hands, but yeah. Lydia Cornell was super hot. Super hot. Yeah. Uh, they did go a little heavy. You know, Bullock started becoming Fonzie. Yeah, he got you know he was the wacky neighbor. He was. So Super gay and people. He must have tested high. He had a lot of TVQ, as they used to say. So they they did a lot of um, storylines around him later on. But I found it. I found the show entertaining, and I kind of remember they had an old timey phone, like an Alexander Graham Bell phone, where you had yep. to like hold the thing up to your ear. Yep, yep. And he would an- he would answer with the cosmic cow thing on his hand. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it was not a flawless show, but it it definitely. Puts the puts the hammer down on my sister's Yeah, my sister Sam. A tragic, tragic ending. Who knows what could have been? Pam Dauber. Well, unre- unremarkable show. That hundred percent, hundred percent. That show beat uh, just a terrible show designing women. But it wasn't like actually a good show. Got to agree. Too close for comfort. Moves on. Uh, other side of the East bracket, we have. This is the worst second round matchup. I after Mash, <laughs> which which upset a man in the first round. And the Tortellis, which took down Mama's family, which was a surprising three seed. After MASH versus the Tortellis. Got to be honest, didn't see an episode of either of the, these shows that I can recall. They're both spinoffs. Ed, what say you? I mean, both really terrible. After MASH was like a sad version of a sad... I mean, 100%. MASH, I know people loved yeah. it, but when I was a kid, I was like, this is kind of a bummer, this show. Yeah. Why are people laughing inside an army hospital? Totally. And, and especially the way MASH ended. They were all they all yeah. had shell shock, which they used to call it back then. It was awful. How could, just, like, how could you go on after that? And just like the first round, like, Tortelli's, I remember tuning in because I love Cheers. And I remember thinking, this is not a good show. Like, Nick Tortelli was a fun, you know, random five episode guy on Cheers, but it wasn't a good show. And Gene Kasem had that high voice and giant cans. 
But I'm still giving it to, to Tortelli's just yeah. because I think it's less depressing than Aftermath. Got to agree. Again, didn't see an episode of either, but just based on, I, I agree with you there, Ed, it's the Tortelli's that moves. 14 seed in the in the Sweet 16 now. Yeah, the Tortelli's moves on. It appears that Jim J. Bullock and L- Lydia Cornell has a podcast where Jim J. Bullock has appeared. Maybe we can do some, like a crossover type thing. Uh, we could do a crossover with Lydia Cornell. Um, I mean, she still looks pretty good. She does. Yeah. She was in that episode of Curb and looked good. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay. She played like a saleswoman. All right. Right. Um, okay. Other side of the East bracket. Top one. Number seven seed, Mr. Belvedere versus strong two seed in the bottom half of the East bracket. Who's the boss? Didn't Tough. somebody tweet about, <laughs> yeah. about, about Tony Belvedere Maselli sitting on his no, oh, being, being a slow adult. Being a slow adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. <laughs> Angela. That was. It was only. It was only believable that he was an ex ball player because back then that you could have a uh, shortstop that was five three. Like now, every single guy on the field is six four because they figured out that that's actually a better idea. But but back then there were there were the Davy Davy Concepcion's of the world. Um, Ed, I'll take your thoughts first. Mm, again, like Mr. Uh, fucking Euchre was great though. Yeah. That was yeah. another flaccid supporting cast. But Euchre was was he I mean Strong. he killed on Carson. That's how he got this job. Yeah. Who's the boss? This dude did those light beer commercials. I, I must be in the front row. Yeah, I I just loved Euchre so much, even though like the cast sucked. Yeah. Mr. Belvedere was a real bitch. Yeah. But who's the boss? Like I, I, I didn't find Angela Bauer like nope. to be interesting. Like there was no chemistry. She had those bangs. Yeah, my, the, I mean, but fuck, you got Alyssa Milano. The grandma was think. a slut. That, yeah, that really freaked me out. I didn't want him. Was just like a sad kid. He yeah, didn't really have any good part. Didn't have a lot to do. He collected a paycheck. I bet though. Uh, it really bummed me out that the uh, I didn't want to think about the grandma having sex. In retrospect, she was only like. 53 years old at the time um but the whole thing was just kind of a bummer i was so sexually attracted to Alyssa milano and that continues to this day but that's really the only thing that who's I'm the boss saying, like, they, had for going humor for it. purposes it was yeah. not good i, I gotta I know i, I, I gotta I'll give it to belvedere you, but i know it's, it's belvedere the, the guy who stands out the best player in this matchup is bob Euchre. Yeah, it's Belvedere. Belvedere wasn't bad. Christopher Hewitt, you know, he was a fish out of water. I don't know why they had a butler. I don't know. I don't know about that Leon Redbone song that they had leading in. Yeah, like that whole thing. That was very jarring to me. But um, I like Belvedere all the way in this matchup. What do you think? You agree? Yeah, and he was writing letters to the fucking queen about, yeah, "Hey, I'm living in some Pittsburgh newsman uh, sports guys." He used attic. to he, he used to buttle for her. Uh, so that's that's in the Sweet Sixteen. We have Cheers, too close versus too close for comfort, and the Tortellis and Belvedere matching up in the East bracket. Uh, we move to the Midwest bracket. Facts of life: the one seed takes on the number eight. WKRP. I don't think there is a lot to discuss here unless nope. you would like to play your Webster gambit. 
at this point. <laughs> no, we no. both we both have a real affection for this one show. Great show. WKRP moves on, of course. Um, bottom half of that side of the bracket. It's a living Ooh. with some hot chicks on it, but we explained a lot of continuity problems. Um, a lot of cast rolling in and out. Yeah, the it's, only continuity that they kept the piano was player. the fact that it was a, a hotel bar. Yeah, it was the same bar, just and a whole different player, staff. The, the like the shaky green type uh, yeah, piano you, player. You do, but get everything of, else was different. You do get a lot of turnover there. It's going up against. It's a living, or it's a living yeah. is going up against the Ropers' surprising win out of in its first round matchup against Growing Pains. The 13 seed, it ran only two seasons versus It's a Living's six seasons. I tried to find some clips of the Ropers and I wasn't very successful. There's a dance scene with yeah, Mrs. Roper and the and the daughter. Um, this is a tough one to call. Crystal Bernard, very hot, but It's a Living. Very forgettable. I got to say, I like the Ropers to be a Cinderella into the six, Sweet 16. What say you, Ed? I agree. I agree. Ropers. Just because, like, it, It's a Living just wasn't a good show. I think, you know, you're, you're not sure what you're feeling as yeah. a coming-of-age boy. But, like, yeah. there were some, like, you know, attractive women but like yeah you know I, there were attractive women and, i was like nine like i still hadn't figured out what i was and jillian into. never really did it for me like my she loins was. were aroused pretty early and i remember old guys would be like hey what about ann like carson yeah. would be like yeah she's no ann jillian and and then we, yeah i was not feeling it with her 100 percent. Right. okay she uh, was a poor man's lonnie anderson the white blonde again totally agree uh bottom half of the midwest bracket iconic matchup this is a brutal matchup six seed six seed by ver- and a lot of people very confused about the seedings we base the seedings on number of seasons run taxi the six seed only in the five. bottom half of the midwest only ran five seasons going up against seven seed or three seed with a seven season run on nbc Iconic show, family ties. Ed Daly, let's hear. I have a feeling we're going to differ here. What I have are your a feeling thoughts? we're going to differ here. here. Here's my thought. I think Danny DeVito is one of the more underrated. He's amazing. Underrated careers. I mean, he was in fucking Cuckoo's Nest. Like Dude. the guy has had an awesome career. He's always great. He's the best thing in everything he's in. Um, yeah. He's he's really uh, it's always sunny Roma in Philadelphia. The train. Yeah, just yeah, always sunny. Like fucking anything he does, he's amazing. His career. Yep. Um, my my romancing the I will stone. Yeah. The the rest of the crew. I mean, Re- Reverend wow. Jim was pretty good. Yeah, he was like, really good. Christopher yeah, Lloyd. He, yeah, he was he was great. Um, I thought Jeff Conaway was not funny. Yeah, and I caught an episode like a year or two ago. Judd Hirsch, like he's likable, but he's not actually funny, right? He's he was he was the kind of the straight man of the show, right? Mary Lou Henner, attractive, but not as attractive as Mallory was to me. 
Oh, disagree there. I was a big Mary Lou Henner fan, but Mary I'm Lou, a fan. I'm she, a fan. she came about in an era before teeth whitening. <laughs> she always kind of had like a dull hue to her teeth. And I'm not saying she didn't have good dental hygiene, but it, it bugged me. You know, she remembers brushing her teeth. Yeah. She never, yeah, she remember everything. Yeah. She has that. She has that condition. Doesn't she have like six. She's like one of six people in the world that they've, that they found. Yeah. They yeah. might have found more by now. That's actually a phenomenon discovered by a doctor here in Orange County at the medical school at UC Irvine. And he's pioneered the field of that memory, whatever it's called, where you remember every day of your life. I would uh, like that some of the time, but not many times. Yeah, there's like a lot of things to, I'd like to live. forget the shitty ways I failed with girls and stuff growing up. Like that would be tough to remember I do, every I, detail. I do relive that shit all the time. There was this one. Never mind. Uh, okay. Keep going. Keep going with your rationale. I'd okay. love to hear it. Okay. To me, one of the more underrated comic sitcom actors was Stephen Keaton. He's very I thought good. The, dad the old hippie. Tremendous. I love Michael J. Fox. He's I mean, great. He, he owned Canadian. the 80s. Yep, he was awesome in the 80s. I was a huge Mallory fan. Jennifer, obviously. Jason she, Bateman's she, sister. Uh, Je- oh, Tina Yothers, huge Yothers. bummer. Yeah. She was a bummer. And I was not a huge fan of uh, Meredith Baxter. Well, she was um, all right. She, she was, was all okay. Right. Yeah. She was okay. She, I mean, she was kind of the one who, like, you know kind of was the foil for the dad being ridiculous i liked I, I know he was polarizing i liked nick the dumb boyfriend yeah he had a stallone thing he had an sflb I, mullet I like Courtney cox as the super as hot the, really the wanted to have sex with her so i i think family ties squeaks like maybe even goes into overtime yeah that's for me but like i do yeah, I do think Taxi is, is better than three of the four East Bracket Sweet 16 teams. I just think this is a tough matchup. Totally, but I, totally agree. And I'll, I'll be honest, you make a compelling argument. Like I was all Taxi before you came in here and brought major points about family ties. I was Taxi all the way. And then I was kind of like, oh, yeah, forgot about that. Not sure. But I think I got to stay true. I, I, I've been called a cuck, Ed. I've been I, call- listen, you, you can you can take this I've, one. I just I I I no, really do like. I've cucked to you too many times, and I feel like it's time we go to a tiebreaker. Okay. And fancy sauce while on the premises is not in the studio at this moment, so I will be going over to. The jar of change on the counter. Oh, this is coin toss there. And I will be selecting a quarter. And that and remember, to- will hey, determine. I'll just say one more thing. You know, you got Tony Maselli was essentially the same guy on Taxi. I mean, uh, he's- no, you don't. No, no, you've made your points. You, I, I mean, I'm, you're very close to convincing me. But, I think, I, but I think I'm not trying time. to trash Taxi. Taxi is better than great show, great show. Than, than all than three of the East as we take. It's an excellent show. I'm not only gonna I'm gonna flip a coin and just for I'll allow you to call it. Hold on, I haven't gotten the coin yet. But I'm gonna set up a camera situation here. 
so that we can actually live, we can insta live a the coin toss. And so so everybody knows everything's on the up and up. Hold on. I'm gonna go select a coin. I'm gonna look for a quarter, which is the preferred flipping uh denomination. Unless I can find a fifty cent piece or of course a silver dollar. Hold on. Ed, yep, I've got great news. I wasn't a tiebreaker. I wasn't a, well. No, we're going to do it live. I wasn't able to find a. I wasn't able to find a quarter because I didn't look for a quarter. Because on top of the stack was a toonie. Oh a, my goodness! A Canadian two dollar coin. Hold on, I'm holding it up. Real quick, while you're talking about alternate currency, yeah. With Star Wars figures, there was a little stretch where they would give out like a you know a fake silver coin with the character on it, right? And like, I my mom like had an old box in her basement that she she was like, "Do you want any of this stuff?" And I found a Lando Calrissian silver coin. Amazing. And so my kids had I had to flip a coin for like you know some argument they had, and I flipped a Lando coin. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, you have that. So I have this, I have this, uh, toonie here. This was actually given to me by my Canadian friend, Gordy Moosejaw. And I occasionally use it to mark, I occasionally use it to mark my golf ball. Mm. And I'm going to flip it now on the, on one side is a bear. Oh, that's going to be tails. It says Canada $2. And on the other side is the queen of England, Elizabeth II. And it also says DG Regina, which I don't understand. Uh, okay. All right. So, so I'm going to say the queen side the queen represents is, the queen is family queen. ties. No, we're just, oh, right. No, it's just between you and I. You're going to call it in the air. The queen side is heads. Okay. And um, that's how we're going to know who wins. Okay. okay. All right. Are, are you, hold on. The, the Insta Live is setting up now. This is to determine a winner to go to the Sweet 16 in the Midwest bracket. Are you ready? Are you ready, Ed? Ready. Here we go. It's flipped. And it is... Queen. Tails. Taxi oh. moves on. Hold oh. on. I want to make sure I get a good recording here. I don't, I don't know how this is going to work out. Here it is. There. Can you see? Right there. It's the bear on the toonie. Taxi moves on. Uh, wow. Wow. That was a major, major moment in this show. The coin Doc, flip. Doc Brown beat Marty McFly. Christopher Amazing. Lloyd. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. He was like 41 when he was playing Doc Brown. Yeah, he needs some sleep because he did not look so hot for a 41-year-old. I mean, that was crazy. Hold on, my phone's all... I put my phone in a tripod to do that. That's how serious we are here. But the <laughs> tripod's like holding down the buttons. Hold on. We'll do that. I don't, I don't even know if that recorded properly. We'll see. We'll see when it comes out. Uh, okay, so Taxi moves on to the Sweet 16. I would call that a pretty major upset over Family Ties. 
bottom half of the other side of the bottom half of the Midwest bracket, my two dads with Greg Evigan's high pants and beautiful manicured beard and hair versus two seed and pretty iconic TV show. Different strokes. Many careers were launched. Most of the cast now dead. Ed. Yeah. Willis inherited the, right. The the, funds, the biggest drug addict, uh, lived the longest. Ed, your thoughts, my two dads versus different strokes. Who do you like to move on to the sweet 16? Now I know, I know we, we enjoyed the daughter at the time, but Greg Evigan and Paul Reiser were, were real bummers. And not one of the worst characters in this whole bracket is the judge. Forgot about the judge. Like, she was terrible. The judge made her decision, and then somehow she was always fucking meddling. Yeah, well, she was like, they, uh, there was a diner. Oh, the judge yeah. bought the diner where they hung out. They, the, where Dick Budkiss was working? Right. The, the, I, the writers were like, I mean, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I remember this. The, the, the writers were like, how do we find a way to have this fucking annoying judge here all the time? And they're like, how about if she buys the diner downstairs from their loft? And they're like, perfect. So she was always around the judge. And that kind of sucked. And her voice is um, really bad. Different strokes, though. It was a bad show, Ed. It was not a good I'm show not. at all. This isn't going for a coin toss. This, I mean, it, different strokes still kills it. You had the gooch just wrecking shop. <laughs> you never saw the gooch, Dudley. I Dudley know, was pretty saw, badass. He wrapped a fucking baseball bat around. <laughs> he did Willis's he, neck. He did. He did. Arnold and had you had you had the bike shop man episode, which. Whether it was intentional or not. Hilarious. <laughs> a great, I mean, a hilarious episode. Hilarious. hilarious. To me, it's just, there was, there's way more from different strokes than My Two Dads. My Two Dads is 100%. just like, 100%. you know, it was a pretty shitty show. Diff Rent Strokes moves on to the Sweet 16. So out of the Midwest, we have WKRP facing off against the Ropers and Taxi facing off against different strokes. We move to the South region where... Number one seed Alice was upset by 16 seed ER, an Elliot Gould vehicle. Yeah, they that, pulled a UMBC. That also briefly featured a young George Clooney, a young silver haired George Clooney, of course, versus Silver Spoons. Aaron Gray. That's I so think that's, that's that's the, the thing. You had Jason Bateman. Bateman was there. As Derek. And you yep. had Aaron Gray. There, it was a problematic show. Yeah, I gotta say, the the dad was pretty. Edward Stratton was pretty crummy. It, it, Ricky uh, Stratton was actually pretty crummy. Remember, well, remember, John Hausman was the yep. granddad, and he took uh, Ricky hunting. Schroeder hunting, and he and he bagged that deer, and he felt like real shit about it. But the whole time, I'm like, this is fucking totally on a soundstage. Like they couldn't have gone outside and shot this in yeah. an outdoor location somewhere. That was pretty this weak. Is so good. And uh, and they they had that remote control to open the door, but they had to get like walk until they were about four feet away from the yeah, front door. Yes, yeah, it was pretty yeah. bad. And they didn't use the train enough. Like the train yeah, the was dad, there. Dad was it. wearing the train hat. Yeah. It was pretty sad. However, like ER was a pretty ER, forgettable. No one show. even remembers it. Yeah, let's let's give it. You to, have Aaron Gray. Let's give it to Silver. Aaron Gray was so hot. Silver spoons moves on to the Sweet Sixteen. Okay. On the other side, as we read from our Facebook page, people unhappy about Throb, a 
pretty forgettable radio station, a WKRP ripoff. Uh, I don't think it was a radio station, actually. I think it was it a record record company. Yeah, it was a record company. Same difference. It was Um, trash. It took down Gimme a Break, which was just awful. That's going up against a show a lot of people have making a run to the Final Four. Perfect Strangers. Ed, your thoughts. Who moves on to the Sweet 16? I think Larry Balky and their hot girlfriends move on. 100%. Perfect Strangers moves on to face Silver Spoons in the Sweet 16. Uh, On the bottom half of the South Bracket, we have head of the class, also a strong six seed. Versus good six seed, sure. Good, good six seed versus really tough competition. Three seed. It's got to be the strongest three seed. Company. Well, yeah. yeah. This is another tough three six matchup. It we really is. Ta- the six seed taxi won the first one. Yeah. I think the three seed takes this one still I gotta, yeah. pretty comfortably. I, I mean, I did like 100%. head of the class. Uh, the but redhead Howard, was banging. Howard is going to have to be happy that he took down the one seed in the Midwest bracket. Also, yeah, that's his better character. Like he was the real voice of reason. He wasn't the funny one on that show. He was kind of like the cool teacher. It was pretty lame in general. Um, three's three's company iconic Jack Tripper. The Ropers, Don Knotts, Three's Company, of course, moves on yes, there in a tough, for sure. tough matchup. For sure. Bottom half of that bracket. Slow out. Seven or 10 seed, <laughs> fresh off an upset of 227. Jack Hay and Marla Gibbs. Punky Brewster versus Bob Newhart's second amazing, amazing sitcom. Newhart's, I think. We don't yeah, need Commandant to Yeah, Commandant picking up a homeless daughter is not... <laughs> right, right. It's just not going to work. Uh, this is a blowout. Newhart moves on. Bottom half of the bracket. This one, this is tough because it's hard... Let's make it real yes, hard it's to hard to look at it in the rearview mirror, but this show was the show of the 80s. The, the Cosby show versus a show that had a brief run, but is remembered for its alien theme. Also a happy day spinoff. Mork and Mindy, Ed, your thoughts, Cosby versus Mork and Mindy. Well, I'm going to be in Boulder in two days. So I'm, I, I was thinking I'm going to have to go check out the Mork and Mindy house. Cause that's where it is. Oh, remember, oh that's the right. Theme yeah. Song, the theme yeah. song, they run out on like the football field. I yes, think. I do remember that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the problem is I I definitely was on board with Cosby for most of its seasons at the time. Yeah. But I remember catching a rerun like a few years before all the Cosby shit like really came out in force. Right. And I was thinking it's like it's not that good. Like the. Yeah. I think, you know, it was one of those things how we were talking about uh, Black Panther and stuff like it was. It was a positive thing uh, that there was springing race into the picture. I'm just okay, saying it was positive that you had a doctor and lawyer and it was a black family. And, but it, it wasn't that funny. Like Bill Cosby yeah. was the funny part of the show. The kids kind of sucked. Yeah. Like and they, Theo, they, Theo they was ran, a knucklehead, but the they, daughters were like bummers. 
They ran Lisa Bonet off pretty early, which was a bummer. Right. They gave I mean, her her own vehicle. I'm a big fan of Lisa Bonet. Still am. She looks amazing. But at the same time, like, Robin Williams was funny, but, like, that was a pretty shitty show. Yeah, it wasn't that good. What was up with that? He had that one, like, uncle or just that other dude yeah, from his did. planet. Jonathan Winters. No, no, no. Before Jonathan he, Winters was his funny. son. Jonathan, oh, yeah, his son. He was he, funny. Very funny, uh, but they brought him on later. He had like someone from his planet that he would that would like beam down and he would meet with to like yeah. tell him shit about From Earth. Uh, yeah, and he was like a real like off putting. Looked very scary to me as a child. I got to be honest. I don't want to do it, but I I got to move Cosby through here. That's, that's the thing. I'm gonna move Cosby because Bill Cosby. He was kind of funny, like reacting to his kids, like driving him nuts. But like overall, like not just because of the Bill Cosby allegations, because he was the best part of the show. Right. That family wasn't so entertaining. And Claire was kind of a bitch. It was it was a broad show. Um, Yeah, I would I would have to agree with you there. Bill Cosby was he was pretty funny, but it was that's it. I, I I gotta think something's taking it down next round. Yeah, well, we'll see uh, because it's going to be a matchup between either it's your move, the Jason Bateman vehicle that from the twelve seed, despite only running one season, took down number five seed Charles in charge with to move out of the first Eggert. round. What's that? With yeah, with, with Eggert, Eggert. Um, going up against. He started out as the butler. He may have been the governor if they had given him one more season. Benson. Benson versus It's Your Move. Take us through your thought process, Ed. I mean, it comes down to pretty much one dynamic that I thought was tremendous. Kraus. We're talking about Kraus. Well, Benson versus Kraus. The way he would just rip her to shreds. I I found cantankerous Benson versus Krauss to be delightful. I haven't seen that show probably since it first aired, but I loved it. 100%. Got to agree. I was a big Benson fan. I was a big uh, Missy Gold fan. Tracy Gold's sister was on there. Um, The Bumbling Governor. Uh, It's Your Move. I recall liking that show. It only ran one season. It also featured Bateman. Steve from Married with Children was there, but it wasn't on long enough. Benson moves on to face Cosby versus Kraus was great. Yes, it was. It was very good. Um, bottom half of the West bracket, 11 seed taking down the Hogan family in the first round. Farcical cop show. Sledgehammer going up against the old biddies. In the retirement community in living Boca in the Raton. retirement community at like 52, 53. Golden Girls, Ed, I think we both have the same opinion here. I love the sledge. Sledgehammer moves on. Absolutely. Sorry, Golden Girls. Uh, okay, I'm just over here writing. Bottom half of the West bracket. It's Gary Shandling's show. Writes a bill pointed something out last week in an email, and I I actually found myself researching this because he said It's Gary Shandling's show was from Showtime, and I said no, it was on Fox. It was it, both. It was both, and I re- I didn't realize I didn't. Of course, grew up poor, 
no cable, exactly. def- definitely no pay channels. I didn't realize this writes a bill. I don't know where he grew up, but uh, I yeah, imagine with a silver his, spoon in his, his mansion. Mouth, they had grounds that you know he was. There was pillars he out had front. A remote control for his front door. Yeah, um, uh, you know, I didn't realize that it's Gary Shandling show was actually originally broadcast on Showtime, and then when Fox was getting started, they bought the episodes and reran them on Fox. Had no clue of that. So you're right yeah. there. So uh, writes a bill was riding a train through his living room. Yeah, yeah, he grew He's up rich, train. obviously. Uh, it's Gary Shanley show ahead of its time, but it's going up against Night Court, which is a that is a blue blood show. Yeah, I, uh, Night Court's got to move on. Do you agree, Ed? I think so. Larry Sanders is one of my favorite shows. Gary Shanley show. It was it was good, but it just it was not Larry Sanders. And I, I said last time that I think they get a little bit confused. Right. Like when people look back and they think, "Oh, that was a flawless show." Well, it was it was funny, but it it wasn't uh, Gary Chandling at his best. Right. It, it but it was it was very good for its time because very they just good. weren't doing shows like that back then. Um, but that's, I, that's Larry said, Cat, genius and Marky Post was in her prime. Amazing. Totally agree. They were foils on that show, and then they would they did a thing, and this is a good thing on show because it's a. Um, because it was a court show, they would move people in to do cases, and it was you know it was the the um, the people that were that were on trial or whatever would be funny. So it was it was a good concept for a show. Night court moves yes. on. It, okay. By the way, is that a real thing? Like, do they have uh, night court? Um, just say for instance, yes, they do. But say for instance, it depends on where you are. Say for instance that I for hypothetically had been um, incarcerated for a short period of time, like a night. You wait until the judge is working. And I don't think the judge, depending on what court you're in, there may, may be a judge working at night or you just have to, may just have to wait there with a oh. bunch of fucking monsters until the judge comes in in the morning. And because hypothetically speaking, I thought you just always had to wait until the morning because something went wrong and you you got locked up at the wrong time. That's right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that like some judges like just show up at eleven at night. Right. Well, so, some places they just got too many criminals, so they just have to roll the like judge veteran there. stadium. Right. The old, right. The old exactly. Philly. So it depends. It depends on where you're incarcerated. I believe night court took place in New York City, where I would imagine they are running cases nonstop. Okay, we're back to the East Bracket. The Sweet 16, Ed, Cheers versus Too Close for Comforts. I believe Too Close for Comforts run ends here. Do you agree? Yeah, we, we, we talked about why we liked it to get this far, but yeah. they should be proud of their Sweet 16. Cheers is just, they, they win this one by 18, 20. Another, I think, blowout in the bottom half of the top of the Eastern Bracket the Tortellis, the, the Tortellis, a show that no one has seen, versus <laughs> Mr. Belvedere, the butler who once slowed down, stopped filming because he sat on his balls. I think Mr. <laughs> Belvedere moves on to the yeah. Elite Duker. Eight in the East Bracket. The Midwest Bracket, Ed, could be the end, of, the end of the line 
for your Cinderella Ropers as it meets Powerhouse Program WKRP. You got Bailey. Bailey Quarters, Super Babe, Les Nesman. Hey, Herb. Don't Herb. count out Herb Tarlick. Is that jacket? Yeah, his suits. WKRP defeats the Ropers and the bottom half of the Midwest. Another big matchup. Taxi, fresh off a hard-fought battle versus Family Ties. Going up against different strokes. I think we know where I'm coming out on this. I would like to know where you come out on this, Ed. Well, what happens is, like... The early run when when Arnold was cute, then in the second half they check in with high school age Arnold, Ooh, yeah, and yeah. Sam. I mean, yeah. all of a sudden, what is like a six point game is like a twenty eight point deficit quickly. Dixie Carter shows up. Yeah. There's but then in. Dixie Carter got replaced, maybe because of de- designing women. They had Marianne Mobley. That's an ex- right. She was, uh, she was Miss America. Yeah, former Miss America and what, Elvis girl. Wasn't she? A, wasn't she a, an aerobics instructor on the show? Wasn't that her so. gig? Yeah, they, I think I think there was an episode where like she got her own TV show. Um. Wow. Amazing. Uh, okay. But Taxi moves on. We agree there, right? Taxi. It's not close. Yeah. Not taxi. Close. Taxi destroys different strokes. Um. Top part of the South bracket. Silver Spoons. The eight seed versus the four yeah, seed. Yeah, the eight seed per- Silver Spoons versus the four seed Perfect Strangers. This is, this is, uh, uh, you root for the Tomahawk missile in this one, I think. Um, I think Perfect Strangers has got to move on. Yeah. Let's say you, Ed Daly, you agree? I think so because Perfect Strangers had some humor. Silver Spoons, like, I think as a, as a eight year old, nine year old, it was more a show that was cool to be like, oh, man, I wish I was that rich. But like, yeah. I don't know if it was that funny. Perfect Strangers had some humor with right. the hot chicks. Like, Balky and Larry had Mr. Twinkasetti, that that oh, great. cantankerous yes. boss. Like, yes. he was he Mr. that guy was in a lot of shit in the eighties, and he was yeah, great. He was yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, so there's only you can only trot out Alfonso Ribeiro in your starting five and go so far. Like eventually, that dead weight's just going to pull you down, and you're going to get beaten by perfect strangers. Bottom half of the bracket, Ed. Holy fucking shit. This is this is the toughest Sweet Sixteen matchup, right? Three seed. Three's Company versus Two Seed New Heart. It is a Sophie's choice. Either one of these shows has a very good argument to be the champion of this tournament. I would like to hear your thought process, please, Ed. I think Tom Poston was great. As uh, the handyman, George, I think his name was. Yep, yep. I think Peter Scolari and Stephanie, whoever, whatever that actress's name was, they were great as like the neurotic people that she was cute. Yeah, and they 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 kind of like belittled the small town. I thought uh, Bob Newhart's wife, I think his name was Dick on the show. Right. Uh, The wife was 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 pretty good like as as his uh kind of the person who called him out on shit larry daryl and daryl i i just didn't find so funny and they became a bigger and bigger part of the show 
Um, Super annoying. Ritter might be number one as like Jack Tripper was was just he could he could squeeze comedy out of every scene. You had Larry Dallas, Regal Beagle. You had a lot of dates on the uh, the same night. You had good landlords. I think it's close, but to me, I think the funnier show was probably Three's Company for me. Wow. Wow. But Bob Newhart, tremendous. That was a drier show. I'll be honest. I was just setting the phone up to do another coin flip. But I got to agree. Three's Company, it's just more iconic. Newhart, so funny. But his first show, his 70s show, the Bob Newhart show, probably the funnier show. Uh, I li- and that lended itself, like Night Court, it lended itself because he would have these crazy he was patients. A, he was a shrink. Um, it was, it's a, Newhart's a great show and beats a lot, a lot, a lot of the shows Close still left up. in the tournament. But this, this is how these tournaments go. These matchups go. I agree. Three's company. It's just too iconic, too good, underrated actually. And it yeah, both moves sets of landlords on. were great. Yes. Agreed. Bottom half of the bracket. Cosby show is this and this is there a racial component to this like how does this happen this is this is what happens you 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 put the minorities against each other on purpose this is what the white man does <laughs> Cosby versus Benson in the bottom half of the bracket Ed give same me your reason thoughts why it, I'm on the same fence. reason why it advanced I think the Benson Kraus element was just the funnier like if I thought of what made me laugh the most I thought Benson was better. I, kind of an odder group of characters. Whereas Cosby show, like you had, you know, Phil Huxtable who was funny, but the kids weren't that funny. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just think Benson, like, and you had, uh, who was the, who was the uh, Renee, whatever that actor. Yes. I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah. He was funny. He was funny. Yeah, they, they, there was just more humor in Benson. So I'm going to say Benson takes out, upsets the one seed Cosby show. I, I'm inclined to agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have the yips mm. because I've been called a cuck, but I was not, other than the Gordon Gartrail episode and the one where uh, Bill Cosby makes um, aphrodisiac, he makes Rufy barbecue sauce. I don't have a lot of recollection of the Cosby show. I just, it's iconic. I feel like it should move on, but I like Benson better. Benson defeats Cosby in an upset. With the hammer. Guillaume. What a star. Uh, Okay. one in traffic with time winding down. Bottom half of the West bracket. Another just heavy, heavy matchup here. Hmm. Either one of these shows could easily make it to the finals. Sledgehammer versus Night Court. Ed, talk to me. Talk to me. See, I mean, there, there's not a huge body of evidence for Sledgehammer. I don't remember the women. It only ran two seasons. He had that partner, Dory. He had the... Yeah, he had but- the- black he had the black lieutenant that was always pissed off at him yes but he was great 
Great. Wait, was the black lieutenant, was that the teacher from Gremlins? Oh, fuck, I don't, I don't have that kind of recall. I don't rem- I I, I remember have. the I remember the black lieutenant. Uh, I remember what he looked like, but I, I don't think it was the teacher from Gremlins who got like pulled onto the the, the desk. Unbelievable. Um, um keep I, going. To me, keep- I mean I loved I love Larroquette. I thought both bailiffs were unfunny on Night Court. Yep. Roz Bull, and Richard Biff, Mall, or Bull. Bull and Bull were not yeah. were not funny. I thought Harry Anderson was not funny. It, yeah. This is a matchup of Larroquette versus David Rash. Yeah. And then you do have Marky Post. I don't. I'm gonna. It's tough. I'm gonna. I'm gonna defer to you on this one because no, you can't it's do not, that. There's not. There's not a huge body of evidence. <sighs> it, it is so tough. Like you said, there are Night Court lended itself to having funny twists it was because good. you could come up with a crazy uh, case. Marky Post was so hot. Harrison Page played Captain Trunk and also, oh man, he's been on every show. ER, Melrose Place. Had a black oh. guy in Melrose Place? Quantum sure Leap. He's a delivery man. Sledgehammer scrolling down. TJ Hooker, give me a break. Benson Hill Street Blues. He was on Webster. The kid with the two. Dukes of Hazard. They had a black guy in Dukes of Hazard? Uh, I don't. He's got Was such. He gremlins? No. He's, he's got a massive IMDb. <laughs> uh, I don't see gremlins on here. I'm not. I could be missing it, though, because I'm, I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little uh, stressed. I got to give it to Sledgehammer. It's. That show was meant so much to me. It was there yeah. for me at a time that I needed it. And it was Night Court. I would watch if it was on Sledgehammer. I would make sure I was home to watch. Sledgehammer moves on. Nice. Wow. Wow. Oh, no, I'm looking at the picture. This is. Uh, it's the same this, guy. This guy is not the uh, oh, guy. It's not from the guy. Yeah. Uh, no. Wow. I just, I just feel like we need a, a moment. So we are down to the Elite Eight. In the East, Cheers versus Mil- Mr. Belvedere. I-, I believe Belvedere's run ends now. Do you agree, Ed? No question. Okay. And WKRP up against Taxi. I feel like you're leaning WKRP. Is that correct? Correct. I dropped my toonie. I also agreed. I like Taxi, but I like WKRP more. WKRP into the final four. Other side, Perfect Strangers versus Three's Company. I think Larry and Balky's run ends here. Do you agree, Ed? Correct. Three's Company into the final four. Other side of the bracket, Benson versus Sledgehammer. I'm pretty loyal to Sledge. Do you want to make an argument for Benson, Ed? Uh, Again, I mean, this is just hard because there's just not a lot of Sledgehammer. Yep. Only two seasons, 41 episodes. I do love it. Uh, Benson, I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'm going to defer to you or a coin toss. I don't really know. Are you concerned that you will be called a cuck on Facebook as I have been? Do you think I give a shit? Oh, okay. There were Uh, people arguing on behalf of of Growing Fans. Growing pains. Yes. Um, There's no I'm, accounting for taste. I'm sorry. If you're going to leave it up to me, I'm going to take Sledge. Sledge defeats. I like, I like a double digit Final Four. Sledge defeats Benson. So, yeah, Sledgehammer a, an 11 seed into the Final Four. First side of the Final Four, East versus Midwest. Oh, my God. I've dropped my toonie again. 
Cheers versus WKRP. I think we both agree. I think there are two actual in the final four. I think there are two blowouts. Yeah. Cheers moves on to the championship game. And while I love Sledgehammer, Three's Company is so iconic. It's so fantastic. It's just that kind of show. It defeats the limited run of Sledgehammer. We have a final of Three's Company versus Cheers. Ed Daly, I'll take your thoughts. I love, love, love Three's Company. As do I. But like I said from the first round on, Cheers like didn't have bad characters. Every twist and turn, like unfortunately for Three's Company, Cheers is UNLV in 1990. Like it's just it's so good at every turn. And Gary's Old Town Tavern, like every single twist and turn was great. I hate. I hate the Celtics, but even when they included Mikhail, it was funny. Yeah. No. You know, like, totally it's, agree. Just, it's just. Nobody likes the Celtics. A, it's a, a tremendous, tremendous show that, that cannot be beaten this tournament. So good. Clavin, like, everybody hated Clavin. He was yeah. just, he, like, said a bunch of dumb shit all the time. He was a mailman. Are you allowed to drink in your uniform? That's crazy. <laughs> um, just they were just guys getting sloshed every single day. Every character was amazing. Woody Harrelson. I mean, I think everybody knew how this was going to go. Three's Company, while great, they're sort of like a Butler Gonzaga mid major. They made it to the final, but it just wasn't their year. Cheers, you know, like Janet. Janet wasn't doing enough. To, she didn't knock down the corner three that haircut. Yeah, and like we, when when they doubled and triple teamed Ritter, and he kicked it out to Janet. Janet for the open corner three, she right, missed a lot of those. Right, a hundred percent. And after we lost Chrissy, um, it, who came first? It was her cousin, well, Jenny Lee. She wasn't so good. Harrison, Terry, Terry was hot. Terry the um, nurse was banging, super hot. I, I loved her see, cameo in Mallrats. In between, Cindy. Cindy, that's right. Yes, she was. She was just okay. She wasn't funny. She was like, yeah. It was about the landlords and Jack Tripper and Larry. That's what carried the show. Yeah, agree. Three's Company, a nice run. It was I, a good run. A bit of a surprise, I think. I don't think a lot of people, a lot of listeners, had Three's Company in the Final Four. Was it a three seed? They were a three seed going up against heavy favorite Cheers. And Cheers wins the 1980 sitcom brackets bracket. Guys, we thank you for being with us for that. And we definitely would like your feedback on on who was a cuck here today. I think it was Ed. I think Ed cucked out on <laughs> Benson. I'm fine with that. He he cucked on Benson. There was something else he cucked on. I didn't know. I didn't I lost a coin toss on family ties. I think family yes. ties could have gone on a you, run, but and I'll be I'll be honest. I'll be honest. You had talked me into family ties. I was ready to give I was ready to give family ties to you, but I just I had been called a cuck one too many times on the on the internet okay. on the on the interwebs and I just had to Name stand calling. up. Name calling got you. It, it did. It did. It totally worked. <laughs> Fully I was bullied into it. Uh, okay. Ed. Ed joining us now. Someone who has a lot of needs. 
she is she was locked out of the studio earlier. She's might not be in the best of spirits as a result. Joining us now is everybody's and nobody's favorite part of the program, the pop culture segment, our pop culture reporter, Fancy Sauce. How are you, Fancy? Hey, Kate. How's it going? The music's so loud, I can't hear anything. I know. It's it's loud in your headphones, but it's not loud in the mix, unfortunately. That is is the best theme music on the show. It's great theme music. Um, I I think she should, if she were available instead of the coin toss, that second round matchup. Okay. She might not know these shows. She, I mean, she's got to know. Do you know Family Ties? Kate, I know Family Ties. You know Family Ties. Do you know? Are you familiar? Family Ties was the Seavers. No, that was the Growing Pains. That was Growing Pain. Family Ties was um, the Keatons. The Keatons. The Keatons. Alex P. Keaton. That's right. Family Ties, and there was also a show that took place in a taxi depot in New York City, and it was, uh, it was, uh, what's the guy's name? Danny DeVito. It, oh, it was, was J- Judd Hirsch. No, he's married to Rhea Perlman. Good guess. Um, Mary Lou Henner. Are you familiar with the television show Taxi? I mean, I didn't. I never mm, watched it, see. but I I'm, I know mm, that it see, exists. See, see, there's not not a lot of this stuff made it down there. Mm-hmm. You were busy watching. It neighbor. was a good. I, I'm not trying to trash a show. No, I just no, thought no. she would have. Would you? So guys. if you, I, I think she would have too, considering that's the one she I seen. loved. Family, yeah, dance. that's what I thought. Uh, okay, Kate, what is going on in the? Oh, hold on, hold on. Somebody wanted me to ask you a question. I just saw this a minute ago. Uh, someone, I believe it was Dean. Hold on. Uh, where did it go? Oh my god, this is how prepared I am. Dean wanted to know. Oh my god, I've lost it. I put it in a. The wrong folder, I think. Um, Dean wanted to know, Kate, if you would please pronounce the... Oh, here it is. Question for Kate. Brian, can you please ask Kate what type of metal soda and beer cans are made of? Thanks. (laughs) That's from Dean, future first ballot baller lifestyle Hall of Famer. I would agree with that. Yeah. Kate, what is the type of metal that a beer can or a soda can... You've, you like to LaCroix now that you've become basic. What is that type of metal called? What aluminium. Is aluminium. That's correct. She de- that's the British way. British. So, you know, you know, both aluminium and aluminum are correct because the guy that invented or discovered aluminium, he named it aluminium. And then after it was named that, he changed the name to aluminum. So both pronunciations actually correct. Aluminium and aluminum. We just say aluminium. Aluminium. We don't say aluminium. Aluminium. Aluminum. Aluminum. Aluminium. Aluminium. Is that what I said? You say aluminum. Aluminum. Aluminium. And what? But when I try to say it like you, I say it like you, right? Aluminium. No. Okay. You say aluminium. So say aluminium. 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 I've said it the same as you. Aluminium. No, you were saying aluminium. Is aluminium? Al- Al- what about um, is aluminium a loud comer? I'm not no. Playing that game. <laughs> okay, um, Kate. What is going on in the world of pop culture? What, what is, is wrong with you two? what is happening in 
fancy pop. What if there was a guy called Al Uminium? Do you think he would be very vocal in his ejaculations? At the airport tomorrow, I might I might uh, page a guy named Dumbest Game. Oh yeah, Lou, Lou, Lou Al Comer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lou D. <laughs> I hate the word uh, okay, Kate. What is going on in the world of pop culture? You would you apprise us of everything that's happening in uh, that okay. realm. Um, Tommy Lee has a son with Pam Anderson, Brandon Lee, twenty one years yeah. old. Yeah, wait, he's one of the bigger douchebags roaming around. No, he's Hollywood. not twelve. He's an adult. Twenty one. Oh, t- oh, yeah, twenty one. The crow. No, no. Oh, yeah, he's got the same name. Same no, that's, name, that's a different guy. Yeah. not a good sign. Um, no. You can check him out on Instagram if you want to like see what his deal is. Do you are you are you aware of him? Like, oh, is yeah. he in your realm, Brandon Lee? I followed him for a little while, and he's twenty one, and he's like at the Viper Room and shit, and Hyde. If those lights were still cool, yes. Is he at can light? Oh, he's at One Oak. Pictures? Does he ever wear he's tight definitely pants? Definitely a regular yeah. at One Oak. <laughs> does he take after Dad? Yeah. Is he? Um, and is, Bellows. Is he is he packing? I don't know. No. How does, does he, go he to, steer his ships? Yeah, his boats. I'll tell you what. It, I'll tell you what he is packing though. He's packing punches because he punched his dad in the face oh, earlier this month. I heard about that. He knocked Tommy Lee out for a few seconds. Apparently, videoed Tommy Lee while he was kind of out cold and laughed. Um, He's Tommy was, Lee was, was it in his, his birthday party where a kid was murdered. I think it might have been his younger brother. His um, he was. Tommy Lee was in bed with like his 28 year old fiance. Tommy Lee is like 54. And um, Brandon Davis, no, Brandon Lee, not Greasy Bear. Brandon Lee mm-hmm. had heard something that um, on TMZ where Tommy Lee had talked shit about Pam Anderson, who's his mom. And so he busted into his bedroom. He lives with his dad. Yes. He busted into his bedroom and fucking clocked him in the face. That's right. Wow. Yeah. So what's and going on with Tommy that? Tommy Lee posted a picture of his kind of bloody fat lip with the with the uh, caption, "My heart is broken. You can never give your kids. Uh, sorry, you can give your kids everything they could ever want in their entire lives, and they can still like a sex tape with their mom. You. Good job, Brandon. Great son. So apparently, this caused a bit of a divide between them because Tommy decided to go ahead and press criminal charges. Wow. Well, you got to teach him a lesson. When you coddle a child who commits wrong. <laughs> this is like a timeout for a 21 year old? Yeah. Unbelievable. Shocking. Anyway, um, apparently, Brandon has reached out via social media, as you do, oh, yeah. to his dad. He tweeted his dad. Yeah. He tweeted no, his dad. I didn't, said, I love you. I didn't see stuff. the whole. Yeah. Um, Video, like I saw the the I fucking scene on love the boat. you, baby. I fucking love you, baby. Fucking yeah, I saw that part. But do we know so from the video? Is is you, he a loud comer? <laughs> I don't. Re- I don't recall him being a loud comer. Right. Um. I I re- recall him packing a fucking yes. ample he hammer. Was, he might have been like Teddy Roosevelt, speaking softly but I carrying a big stick. That being. Yeah. Porn or no porn, the most white trash video uh, totally, I have ever totally. seen they were on their, in my life. They were on their honeymoon at Lake Mead, <laughs> just the two of them on a boat, boating Is nude. Is that Honeymoon? <laughs> yes, also. He was steering the boat with his massive, massive cock. I will say this, that was peak Pam Anderson. She was very, very fit yeah, yeah. at the time. She was at the top of her game. Wow, fascinating. Um, what else is going on, Kate? 
fucking love you, babe. You're so fucking hot. Fucking love you. Love you. Oh, fucking love you, babe. You're so fucking stop. hot. Stop. That's what he said in the movie. I only ever saw that on like a, a, a quintuple dubbed VHS at the time, and it all had lines through it and shit. Should go back and re check it out. You know, it was stolen out of his safe. It was. Oh, that's their story. Uh, okay, what else, Kate? No one steals stuff out of his safe. No. Um, someone in Cardi B's camp has leaked that she is seven months up the duff. I can't believe that. Pregnant. That seven pregnant. months? Uh, yeah, she's, she's seven offsets. months. Offsets. Baby. I'm super bummed because I've un- I unfollowed her on the gram. I was following her on the gram because she is kind of funny, and but I got a little uh, over her shtick, so I've I left her, and now I find out she's pregnant. Cardi but B. Seven months means again. like yeah. it, everyone should know she's right? not showing. She's not. Uh, People that have toilet babies don't know. <laughs> no, no, she's gonna. No, she's gonna give birth but to Cardi offsets. B isn't like baby. four bills. That's usually the type of pregnancy, right? It's the fatties you don't always. notice. Yeah, it's the fat. Well, maybe. Not always. Maybe she's doing a lot of yoga and Pilates, and maybe we should hit her up now that we know she's pregnant. Maybe we should hit her up on Instagram and ask her if Offset is a outcomer. <laughs> I'm sure you will get a prompt response. Yeah, she's got a lot of followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a fan of Cardi B. I don't, I don't know her music or anything. I think she's just an amusing person. Uh, okay, continue, Absolutely. Kate. Absolutely. Good luck to her in Offset. Let's uh, go down under. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm going to do it in an Australian accent. Mel Gibson. I like to go Kate down under. Kate Blanchett, Joel Edgerton, and Chris Hemsworth are among more than 200 Australian actors, directors, screenwriters, oh. producers, and other film and TV talent. Who have signed an open letter to the Oz government Uh-oh. on behalf of the hashtag Make It Australian campaign. Uh-oh. In the face of a deluge of overseas content, the movement calls on federal government to protect the local biz by committing to a diversity of a quality Australian Uh-oh. content for Australian oh. and international there's, audiences. There's only 25 they're, they're million people They're getting into there. a trade war. That's what yeah, they're doing. That's what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Look, Too many American movies. I went to Red too. Sparrow and guess who, yeah. who was in it? Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Like, they're everywhere. Those, every those movie, actors. Every movie is Aussies in our country. You yeah. can't put them in some in your country. That's all we got is Aussies over here. We're lousy with Aussies. Yeah, don't yep, get into a trade war with us. incentives yeah. that encourage production yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Um, most recently, Queensland, that's a state in Australia. It is. Where is that? Is that? Agreed to top yeah. it up. Victoria's for in Queensland. Live right? action. What state Wait is for Melbourne? It. Dora the Explorer. That's movie. in Victoria. Victoria. Mel- Melbourne's in Victoria. Um, other big movies that were shot down under in recent years include Alien Covenant, Kong, Skull Island, Thor, Rang- Ragnarok. I saw that. And Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. Dead uh, that's, yeah, they brought their dogs. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, Johnny Depp took his hey, dogs. John, if only Johnny Depp Pistol could... and Boo. If only Johnny Depp could join us, <laughs> maybe we could ask him how he I'm felt... I'm so sad that I can't remember... About filming. I can't remember so many things, but I remember the names of their... Um, Pistol and, and Boo. both Yorkies. Uh, yeah, they were little things. Little, little I'm surprised bit, they didn't get little eaten. special little guys. Oh yes, Johnny. Johnny Depp joins us now. Alive, Johnny. I love it's, those little have guys. You, have you um, killed them from neglect well, or eaten them? Ho- What's ho- hold on, he's Johnny is divorced from the woman that he shared those dogs well, with. Who got the dogs? Johnny, you have nine condos in the same building in downtown LA. Do you 
do the dogs roam freely in those condos or, or did Amber Heard and her new boyfriend, Elon Musk, are, are the dogs Pistol and Boo living with them? Well, I was, I was doing some research and uh, I realized that uh, pirates um, in moments of need eat their dogs. So I'm afraid those dogs are no longer with us. Right after I got my pig leg surgery, uh, I grew hungry. I was feeling a bit peckish, and so I ate the poodle first. I mean, it's so similar. Similar. I know you ate them. To, I can feel it. Similar to a, how a pirate would eat well, his parrot if the time I, came. Yeah. After Barnaby Joyce told me I needed to leave, <laughs> I decided to eat those dogs. You know that we. You know that Barnaby Joyce was later to discover discovered to a be a kiwi and not an actual Australian, and two. Was has was determined he wanted to become prime minister, but they found out that he had a second family, that he had a mistress and a love child. Well, Barnaby and I, uh, <laughs> before we we fell at odds, we we used to treat some uh, some uh, local ladies to a spit roast. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. And well, I, I can confirm. Barnaby Joyce is a loud comer. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew he would be. Wow. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Johnny Depp. Uh, Kate McManus, anything else? Any non-Australian news to share? Um, yeah. But well, Back to that story. Oh, yes. We're so, going back to that. But they're, they're saying that they don't want Australia to to release movies that aren't... Like, what, what is it? You, I think they want to... Sh- I think they want to shoot more stuff there. Kind of like everywhere wants to lure the movie industry to their this place. Is the Francis McDormand thing, where like you well, have. I think they want actual Australian content. Yeah, yeah. That's for Australian right. international audiences. Yes. So Australian stories. Yeah, Aussie stories, yeah. Aussie riders, That's right. Aussie Aussies. Sounds Auss- like we're about to get ourselves a Crocodile Dundee sequel. Yeah, reboot or maybe. You no, know, like if our maybe, nation's stories aren't told, they die. Maybe maybe an AFL story like Why Is the Field. Maybe a regular fence too. Yeah, Chopper. I'd like everyone Choppa. to start using the hashtag um, Make It Australia. I heard Eric. I heard Eric Banana on a podcast, and Eric Banana. I love that guy. Gorgeous he's a national treasure. Gorgeous. He's a, he's of Greek descent, I believe. Um, beautiful, beautiful man. But he said that in Australia, he's a stand-up comedian. He got his start doing comedy in Australia and only moved to drama later in his career. That makes sense because one of the first movies that I saw Eric Barner in Chopper. was a movie called The Castle. It's an Australian the, the movie. Castle? Check it. It out. The Castle? They build yeah. the, ha- the houses right by the airport, and right? And no, he plays the boyfriend me. Look of the at daughter me. of the family that the movie's about. Yeah, and he's, he's a kickboxer, Thai kickboxer. Uh-huh. And he does a lot of scenes outside where he's practicing his kickboxing. It's very funny. Oh, you can really? Tell that he is he's a comedian. Very actor. funny. Yeah, I picture him probably being quite short. He was he in is, the castle. He is like yeah. our. Um, yes, you're Joel Edgerton. Our no, Danny uh, Powers. What's that guy's name? Oh, Danny McBride. He's our Danny. Oh, he's McBride. much more handsome than Danny McBride. Oh, but he's funny. beautiful. No, but he's also funny like Danny McBride. Uh, okay, fantastic. Wow. Any. Any, uh, I believe Eric Banana is a married man, so we probably don't have any information on the volume of his comes. <laughs> that was a 
people <laughs> saw it. Okay, continue. What's the next story, Kate? Um, Kelly Ripper and Mark Consuelos. Kelly Ripper. Hot couple. They are a yeah. couple. I am not, I am very true to how my- How do you think Kelly is? I actually know how old she is, and or how old she says she is. I'm going to say she's 48. You're okay. very close. You're very close. She's 47. She and Mark were recently on vacation. Mark posted on his Instagram a picture of Kelly in a bikini. Looking She's with so her happy belly button. Look, yeah. No, I was looking She's for it. It so didn't look fit. that bad. It didn't look that bad. She's so fit. Yeah. I wonder if and she still has the 1995 uh, autograph from Ed Daly. That you gave her, yes. A lot of haters she, came out in the comments, actually. I know. I know. I heard about this. There's a sample. I follow both of them. There's a sample of on some Instagram. of the ridiculous comments. I follow People are so dumb. I follow a lot Why of would you be following Mark Consuelos on Instagram? Have you Our seen him? Brian's obsessed with that. He's beautiful. Here's a here's a comment. Kelly's gorgeous, but there I mean, he looks like a- one of the little people from Darby O'Gill. Like what? I don't I don't get that reference. Who are you, Dennis Miller? I don't even get that. <laughs> I'll tell you, babe. It's <laughs> it's like it's like if the salmon. You're a regular DB Cooper. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's like DB Cooper, man. Uh, continue, Kate. <laughs> As I was it's, saying, yes. here's a sample of one of the comments. Let's hear Kelly's it. gorgeous, but isn't there a cutoff age where age appropriateness comes into play? Just because you She's, can rock a bikini doesn't mean oh, you should. Shut the fuck up, you Who fucking hater fuck. Fucking yes. dumb. Yes. Yes. If you I, can rock a bikini, rock the fucking bikini. Have you seen Elle McPherson lately? She's like 53. She looks fucking amazing. Christy Brinkley, she's in her 60s. She's a, a freak of nature. That said, now, Kate McManus, everyone knows I am very committed to my betrothed. I am a one-woman man. Brian and I actually met five years ago today. That's true. Wow. I am very close to you. I would not give you up for anything. But if Mark Consuelos and Kelly Ripa were up for a swapping I know. situation, I know. I know. she's on your list. I would allow that. And also, you you should be happy. He's very good looking. I would allow you to have sex with him. Is that n- not nice of me? That's very nice of me. As long as I can have sex with Kelly Ripa. Now, which guy Such would be louder? Mark or Brian? As, it, that is a good question. I wouldn't know because I'm very in the moment. I'm very in the moment, but <laughs> that's maybe we don't share that information at this point. Yeah, maybe that was too far. It's too much. Uh, Kate, what else? Is there anything else? We've been talking for quite a long time. Um, some other people um, clapped back at a picture that Mark threw of the two, oh. sorry, threw, posted of the oh, two of them. Yeah. Someone wrote back, too bad he's short when he tries to look taller. Just looks funny. And he wrote back, "Tell me how it is. I can, uh, tell me how I can try to look taller. I'm dying to know." And Ripper wrote underneath, "He's tall where it counts." Yeah, babe. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're the, they're the right size for each other. She's little, you know. He's a shorter guy. Whatever. They're both hot. Um, Prince's toxicology report came out he had oh my god so much fentanyl in yeah. his body enough fentanyl to kill so what? many people so supposedly this is, this is i this is very ignorant what is fentanyl it's a painkiller it's like it's a really gnarly it's, strong it, like is it like oxy killer. like what it's is stronger 
it's like stronger to the point where like if you get some on your fingers, you could die. It's true. I mean, people oh. have died yep. from um, having fentanyl levels as low as three milligrams. Sorry, micrograms. Yep. By liter or as high as 58 micrograms per liter. And Prince had what? Prince had um, a fentanyl concentration of 67.8 micrograms per liter. But the level of fentanyl present in his liver, where it was all concentrated, was 450 micrograms, which is just insane. Our guy was a hardcore drug addict. That is so unfortunate because he was such a fucking treasure and a talent and he is gone and he will never make that again unless that piece of shit congratulations to u.s doctors for prescribing it exactly and u.s drug companies and the congress and everybody else that's involved in just allowing this happen and but but most of all fuck justin timberlake for hologramming our guy at the super bowl last year Okay. Kate, I don't what even else? think we have to give a reason. Just fuck. Just, yeah, Timberlake. just fuck Timberlake. Fuck Justin Timberlake. You stupid ass fucking um, this haircut. This is the biggest story of the week. Everybody is talking about who bit Beyonce. It is a big story. <laughs> what? One yes. night in December of 2017, someone who shall remain nameless, because we don't know who they are for sure, yes. had the audacity to bite Beyonce's face. Tiffany Haddish, the comedian, first dropped hints about this um, in an interview about being at an after party in Inglewood for a Jay-Z concert on December 22nd. Inglewood's always up to no good. That's right. Um, Originally thought to have just been aggressively flirting with Jay-Z, it turns out the mystery woman bit Beyonce then continued to pop up throughout the party and even told Tiffany Haddish to stop dancing. So Bitch, stop dancing. Into, it's a party. You're supposed to dance. Hey, why are you dancing? Investigation. Was, was it John Lithgow? Some of the people that were at the party were uh, Rihanna, James Franco, French, French Montana, Queen Latifah, G-Eazy, Diddy, actress Sarah Foster, and actress Sanaa Lathan. Yes. So it got narrowed down to Sarah Foster. Who, right. She says it wasn't me. Right. LOL. Right. I'd love to be able to get close enough to Beyonce to bite her in the face. Yes. So the internet is pointing the finger at Sanaa Latham. I don't know who that is. Uh, she is. Yeah, I know who she is. Black, she black actress. She's a um, Her Black-tress. Instagram is yes. a bit of a mess. The con- her captions are uh, confusing. She's a bit of a hot mess. But mm-hmm. apparently, this actress was definitely high on drugs. Oh, hey. And like, there's a party. Like, super yeah. annoying. Yep. Um, She's hot. Or she was. Yeah. So, Sanaa has denied it. Wow. BET.com. Who's lying? Tiffany Haddish reported, reportedly has the receipts that Sanaa Lathan is the one who bit Beyonce. Wow. Unbelievable. Big fan of Haddish. Me too. She's so delightful. I posted a video of her on uh, on the Baller Lifestyle podcast about like what to do on a first date, and she's got very very strict rules about coloning your ball sack. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't like if she decides to fuck you on the first or the first time she decides to fuck you, just do her normal. Don't be stretching her legs around no. and pulling her hair oh. and biting her. He's like, nope. she's like, save that till I know you better. It's ve- it's very funny. It's on the Baller Lifestyle podcast page. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it justice. Uh, okay, Kate, anything else? 
Nope. Are you sure? You're certain? That's all I'm bringing Oh, okay. We're, tonight, we've kept today. it under two hours. Uh, excellent job all the way around, Kate. Playing hurt today. You really brought the heat. Thank you very much for that. Hey. Sorry, Brian locked you out. Easy. I mean, that was just rude. He had Easy. one job. So, I texted him. Is the door unlocked? Yes. So fucking rude. Sorry, it was unlocked. I had, There's oh, two my, locks on that door. Oh, my hands were full of There's two locks on that door. I know. It's hard to keep track of two whole locks. I yes. I dropped some stuff. How dare you? I unlocked the top one. I didn't know they were both locked. Anyway, I have to edit that out of the... Yeah. It was a whole thing where I did oh, get up. That's what I get for anyway. my um, anniversary. Oh, guys, my God. We have so many anniversaries. Okay. Well, happy yes. anniversary, you two crazy yes. kids. Thank you. Um, so for Kate McManus, for Ed Daly, for Michael J. Fox, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 213. Make sure you check out 214 next week for our review of The Karate Kid Part 3. Featuring special guests, Jason Stewart and the internet famous reality Steve. Steve, I. Yeah, that's him. Uh, Until next time, my name is Brian Beckner. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.